Skitter. Skitter. Skitter pal meow meow. Welcome to the plug with Bushy, Sand in the Mountain Man. Welcome to the plug with Bushy, Sand in the Mountain Man. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, running down Santa Claus Lane. Some blitzing all the ears of reindeer Pulling on the rain Bells are ringing, children singing All is merry and bright Hang your stockings and say your prayers Cause Santa Claus comes tonight Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus Riding down Santa Claus Lane He's got a bag that's filled with toys For boys and girls again Hear those sleigh bells jingle jangle, what a beautiful sight. Jump in bed and cover up your head, cause Santa Claus comes tonight. Are you coming Santa Claus, are you coming Santa Claus, are you down Santa Claus Lane? He doesn't care if you're rich or poor, boy loves you just the same. Santa knows that we're God's children, that makes everything right. Santa Claus comes tonight. Oh, well, here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. He'll come around when the chimes ring out, it's Christmas morning again. Peace on earth will come to all if we just follow the light. Let's give thanks to the Lord above, cause Santa Claus comes of the plug with bushy sin and the mountain man episode 32 32 jesus christ i know it i know it and um this was going to be fun this is a history lesson for all you good boys and girls out there so i can't wait to delve into this um before we go any further, we have to we, we, we have to address something. Uh, Sin is not with us today. He's taking a sabbatical. Um, we wish him the best. Uh, we hope everything works out. We love him. We're praying for him. For sure. And can't wait for his return. But the show has to go on. So, Mountain Man, how's your week? My week... Well, this week it's actually honestly been entertaining, to say the least, at least for the for the Christmas vibe that's been going around our house. 
lot, a lot, and I'll go ahead and turn my main card in now here. I'm just throwing it on the table. Lots and lots of Hallmark and AMC on our television. Bunches and bunches of Christmas movies. Nice. I've probably seen all, all the new Christmas movie specials that they come out with, you know, every year on uh, Hallmark Channel. They update some and they replay some from the past. I have watched the, the one Christmas movie with the soldier uh, going to this town because this lady wrote him a letter while he was uh, overseas. They fall in love, and I've watched that movie about six or seven times already. Absolutely love it. Um, I haven't got to see none of the Christmas specials yet. I haven't dove into the, the original Grinch, any of those. That's coming up shortly, I'm sure, within the next, oh, how much of still four weeks <laughs> till oh, Christmas? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, I think, I, I even think, don't hold me to this. But I think Rudolph plays tonight. Oh, hell, I know where I'm going to be tonight, then. Yes, sir, me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> but uh, other than that, same old normal at work. Uh, still loving being a security officer, being able to protect and serve without having the authority to rest, but we can detain. Uh, yeah, ha, ha, ha. Other than that... Uh, <laughs> Just, just same old normal. DJ's growing, good God, more and more. Freaking getting into more stuff. I, I now quote the word, silence is best, which I ain't going to get for the next 20 years. Oh, yeah. But, but uh, plus, his birthday's coming up next week. Be nice. one year old. So whichever episode we do next week, he may be present for the show. Don't know just yet, but we'll get it figured out for sure. What about you, Bushy? What about you? how was your week? Well, my week was okay, but you didn't answer the question fully. I have got to know how was your Thanksgiving? I sat in a tree stand. <laughs> well, well, all right. <laughs> I sat in the tree stand and listened to the birds. Uh, saw a bear, and. Uh, Unfortunately, didn't get to get no deer, but a very peaceful Thanksgiving. Uh, we did have a little Thanksgiving get-together yesterday at Jessica's uh, family's place, which was, wasn't too awful bad. I had to end up going to work, but a good little dinner, good little get-together. Not not a normal Thanksgiving, but, but somewhat, as you can say, the same thing. But what about you? How was your Thanksgiving and also week? Well, my Thanksgiving was better than I expected it to be. Um... At first, uh, when we had spoken the previous week, I had said we were probably going to end up at Cracker Barrel. Well, we did, but it was the day before we ended up there for breakfast. Um, I was able to find a small turkey, something that would be just perfect for me and Nevaeh. And cooking for just two, there was still too much damn food, which is fine with me because that just means leftovers. I uh, got to spend some time with Miss Jen that day. Um, unfortunately, her job called her. So she had to leave early, and then she had to go back home to her youngins. Uh, and then as luck would have it, her job called her again at like 10 o'clock at night because they had alarms going off and such uh, at the store out here. So she had to leave again. Um, I had Friday off. I did absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. I had to work Saturday, which sucked. Startup at this plant always sucks. The machines, it takes forever to get them running correctly. Um... But within the first hour, we had most of them going. It was just a matter of dialing everything in so that they were running right. 
But by the time I left, we only had one machine that wasn't running the way it was supposed to. And uh, that was through no error of our maintenance mechanics. It was because there was a part that needed to be replaced, and it might have had to be ordered. Aha! Uh-huh. But I woke up Sunday. So sick. So sick. I was miserable. Um, Ms. Jen couldn't come over Saturday night. Uh, she, she got screwed at work. She didn't even leave work till 1.30, so she just went straight home. Um, I was up till 3, you know, talking with her because she was upset about everything. I woke up, like I said, my head was so full. And I know it's just a head cold, but we as men cannot even handle that. I um, puddled throughout the day, you know, stayed on the couch for the most part. When I went to do my radio show, I was not feeling it, but I kind of felt the show's got to go on. And, you know, normally the, hey, 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 hey. No, no, no. It was, hey, hey, bangers. <laughs> I, I was just, I was so dead. You know, and I, I made it two and a half hours. And at two and a half hours, I cut the show. I actually made the decision a half hour before that. But I had to finish that block so that I can come in and say the show's over. I'm out of here, you know. Got up yesterday. It was no better. No better. Just feeling like crap you know but i had my daughter make sure that i was up because jen was coming over yesterday morning so we got to spend like four or five quality hours together before she had to go back to work and then again just on the couch doing nothing all day however i woke up today feeling much better my head's not nearly as foggy you know i'm not nearly as clouded i'm very sore my lower back is sore. I'm assuming that's just because I've been laying down for two days straight. But my stomach is sore. You know, and that's just because I woke up. It must have been Sunday night, Monday morning. I it's, I think I got off the phone with Jen around 10 to 1 in the... No, I'm lying. It was just, just after midnight. Mm-hmm. I got off the phone with her because I'd already been done with my radio show. I know the last time I looked at the clock was about 10 or 12 after midnight. About 12.51 Monday morning, you know, in the a.m., I woke up and could not stop hacking and coughing, and then I could not go to sleep for another couple hours. Woke up today, and now my gut is sore, and I think that's just from all the hacking and coughing the night before, but that hasn't been going on. Today's been mostly a good day, not a bad end to a horrible weekend, if you know what I'm saying. True, true. It sounds like uh, I, I, I've only been sick one time so far this year and i got fussed that if i ever came back to work and gave it to everybody again they was going to kill me but I, I i'm the type of person i don't even call out if i'm sick unless i'm sitting on the toilet i don't call out of work so he's probably going to be quite a few sick people this year i definitely feel you i definitely feel you i'm just glad i didn't have to be in that's that's the best part <laughs> right but no um Barring all that, we have a kind of a fun topic. We are keeping up with the plug does Christmas. And um, we decided to talk a little bit about the history, the origin of the mythology and the folklore of one of my favorite characters. And that would be jolly old Saint Nick himself, Santa Claus. (laughs) <laughs> well, thanks for that vote of enthusiasm. But I think before we start getting into this, 
a little uh, appropriate music should be played. So, Mountain Man, give me a song. Let's put some music in here. Well, I'm actually going to go with one that's a classic everybody knows. I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. You know, I'm going to back it up with a silly one. Um, this is the Peanuts Gang, yes, from a Charlie Brown Christmas special. This is Christmas Time is Here. Thank you. 
Eliza. That's so jazzy. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so jolly old Saint Nick. What the hell do we know about Santa Claus? Uh, personal or what we've researched in the past week? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, personal. Damn it. Personal. Well, are are you asking me first or you, sir? Sir, uh, if I ask, I'm certainly not going to ask myself a question. Did, did, did the mountain man just go prof- so professional he called Bushy, sir? What the fuck is wrong with this picture? Anyway. <laughs> That's how it should be. Yeah, uh, whatever. <laughs> All right, Santa Claus for me growing up was jolly old Saint Nick. Uh, watched you whether you were good, bad, naughty, or nice. Come down the chimney. If you didn't have a chimney, by God, he figured out how to get in your house anyway because of the Christmas magic. I was always told if you didn't believe, you wouldn't get no good presents. Uh, but if you semi-believe, he would prove you to be real, which my parents, God love them to death, proved it all the time. Uh, for me, uh, growing up, absolutely love Christmas time, getting to go over to Granny E's and uh, the also then Grandma uh, Gertrude, which was my dad's mother, all the family getting together then and sharing presents and doing dirty Santa, nor- normal Santa. 90% of our get-togethers though, ended with poker or rook tournaments. I always remember that, but it was always such a good time. <laughs> the same thing as always on Christmas morning, got to open presents. If it wasn't morning, it was whatever time of the day we got up. <laughs> nice. So, it is just enjoyable time uh, for me, especially growing up, uh, to to have parents that cared enough to try to keep the Christmas spirit going as long as they could. What about you, Bushy? What, what, what was Santa Claus to you growing up? Well, for me, it's uh, now, now, it really now. depended on what side of the Atlantic Ocean I was living on. Uh, Santa Claus was always, always prevalent. You know, and the same old thing, you know, now if we were in the States, you're going to get, you know, coal in your stocking. But if we were overseas, I was always threatened with a, you know, a box or a stocking full of wooden sticks. And it wasn't really a stocking. It was a boot because under the German tradition, you had, uh, you had St. Nikolaus, which, of course, is just how they pronounced uh, St. Nicholas. Um, and he would deliver, you know, the gifts throughout the middle of the night. And, uh, you know, the good kids got a present, and the bad kids got a, a you know, shoe full of sticks, presumably to whoop your ass with. Um, that could have just been my parents' interpretation, stealing a little bit of the German uh, tradition and mixing it with some Southern because we didn't need coal, we had heat. Right. <laughs> but, no, I just, I know that um, I was always excited you know, Santa Claus is coming. I used to love to go to whichever little location there was and sit on his lap and tell him what I was, you know, what I wanted for Christmas. I loved being threatened with, if you don't behave, you're not going to get any presents. And I love more than anything else that joy after going to bed the night before and you have your cookies and milk out. You go to bed and it just, it's so hard to fall asleep. But you wake up to see that Santa had come. That That's a feeling I miss like no other feeling. 
Now, it's a feeling I've enjoyed passing on, but it's a feeling I miss. So I, you know, as, as adults, it's really, really hard to keep inside that Christmas spirit. And that's why, you know, grown men who claim to be hard guys watch Hallmark Christmas movies. Yep. <laughs> but Santa Claus has always been my favorite part of Christmas. I mean, to this day, I'd say at least half of the ornaments on my Christmas tree are Santa Claus. My tree uh, tree topper is a light-up Santa Claus. I don't put a star. I don't put an angel. It's Santa Claus up there. Um, when I hand somebody a Christmas gift, I don't say, here's a present. I say, I got you some Santa Claus. You know, It's my all-time favorite part of Christmas. And yes, I even grew up in the church, so I know the whole you know reason for the season. We're not going to discuss that this episode. We may in the future. But I, I, I really wanted to dig down and find out where this Santa Claus thing came from. Well, that sounds fantastic. Which one? Which way are you wanting to start? The actual origin, or kind of down the road? Well, I think it's important to see first of all that it it came from a good place. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, the fourth century, there was a Greek uh, Christian bishop of Myra. Um, that, that would be Saint Nicholas, who, you know, still to this day gets credited as being Santa Claus. You know, it, it, he was basically just famous for generous gifts to the poor. Uh, one time, even in particular, there was uh, three female children that he gave dowries to, so that they wouldn't have to be prostitutes. Um, because he cared about children that much. Right. Uh, the funny thing is, as uh, in the Netherlands and Belgium, Austria and Germany, Saint Nicholas is usually portrayed as a bearded bishop in canonical robes. You know, so he's wearing clothes of the church. Uh, this grew and through uh, through the Middle Ages, on the evening before December sixth, which was Saint Nicholas Day or All Feast Day. Uh, children were given gifts in his honor. And I think that was probably the closest you can get to a, a predecessor or an actual human being when it comes to uh, uh, to Santa Claus himself. Now, you jump forward a little bit. Uh, and when I say a little bit, I mean a lot. You know, uh, probably, uh, let's see, from the 4th century to the 16th century AD, uh, 16th century England, during the reign of uh, Henry VIII, you had what was called Father Christmas. And he was always pictured as a large man with scarlet robes lined in fur. Uh, He kind of represented the spirit of good cheer. And in fact, it wasn't until 1843 did those uh, robes change a little bit. Because scarlet robes is what we recognize Santa as wearing even today. Right. But a Charles Dickens, you know, he, of course, wrote the famous A Christmas Carol. And uh, he changed those robes to green. And um, this guy represented the spirit of Christmas present, you know, when he was going along and spreading good cheer throughout the day as he was walking Ebenezer Scrooge, you know, through through London on, on Christmas Day, showing him basically what he was missing throughout the day. But that's not all, you know, so we've got you know, Greek mythology, we have British, but uh, 
there's a lot of Dutch and uh, Belgian folklore as well. I mean, over there in uh, in the Netherlands, Santa Claus competes with Sinterklaas. Uh, and that's uh, S-I-N-T-E-R-K-L-A-A-S. And that's kind of presumed to be Santa's precursor. But the funny thing is that even today, Sinterklaas is uh, still the predominant gift giver to children. I find that actually kind of interesting. Because us being over here in this country, everything's about some Santa Claus, man. It's definitely different. It's, it's, it's definitely out there and, and, and researching all this. I was just absolutely amazed. But I tell you what, the the joy I got the most was going back to the pagan era. You know, uh, and we're looking at basically Germanic paganism, Vodan, and a Christianization of the uh, European peninsula, so to speak. And I tell you what, there's some really cool stuff that happened. Uh, they used to do, uh, they used to have a midwinter event called Yule. Mm-hmm. And um, in fact, after you know Christianization of Germanic Europe, which included England, um, many Yuletide celebrations were actually absorbed into even modern Christian celebrations. I mean, or not Christian, but Christmas celebrations. I mean, we talk about putting the Yule log on the fire. You know, Yuletide greetings. All these things have kind of come across over the years. I thought it was interesting that Vodan was a Norse god. Right. Uh, they were actually speaking about Odin. Yep. And uh, while he was doing his wild hunt, which would be around, you know, that Yuletide, that midwinter, 24th, 25th. But that was taken over by Martin Luther. He, he kind of moved that that way. Right. He'd bring his gifts to his people on the night of the wild hunt. So what happened? These predecessors, you know, these all became Santa Claus. You know, Odin transformed into Father Christmas over there in uh, England. Father Christmas transferred into Santa Claus here in the colonies in America. And I think that's super exciting. So what I have to ask you. Because that's a great bit of history. That is. And you didn't even touch all the basis of it either. That's that's the funny part. Well, I know, but holy hell, man. We're not trying to do a five-hour show. Well, shit. Why not? It's Christmas. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, as far as origins now go, because we've got some backstory how, how the idea came to be. Right. Origins. What, what did you find? In, in researching all of this? Well, with the origins, basically the pre-modern of the gift-giver church and history folklore uh, by St. Nicholas, known in Dutch, and uh, how did you say, uh, Skinter, Skinterklaas? No, I wasn't saying Skinter Pow Meow Meow. I was saying Sinterklaas. I know, and damn, I forgot that at the first of the show. Holy shit, Skinter Pow Meow Meow, my God. <laughs> you know, I was I was wanting to say something, but I didn't miss it. So, <laughs> hey, yeah, wait a minute, how could you not miss the Skinner Pow Meow Meow? <laughs> oh no, no, you don't understand. I heard that you didn't say it. I just didn't miss it. <laughs> no, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it merged with the English character Father Christmas to create a character known to Americans into the rest of the English-speaking world as Santa Claus. Basically, right, which is 
basically they stole that from Santa Claus. Yes, but practically that used to take the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> nice, nice. But in the English and later British colonies of North America, in the United States, British, Dutch virgin, versions of the gift giver merged further. For example, like in uh, 19, or 1809, Skinter was uh, Americanized into Santa, Santa Claus. And then, I know, and you know what's cool about that? What's that? And, and, and we've got to go back and find out where this was, but apparently Santa Claus was first used in the American press in like 1773. We weren't even a country yet. Right. But uh, it lost the uh, bishops of Peru. Uh, uh, peril. So, I mean, it was first pictured uh, as a thick deal Dutch sailor with a pipe and a green winter coat, like you said earlier. So, I yeah. mean, it, it, it uh, but of Dutch, of culture, New York, and much more portrait, it was a joking uh, invention. So, yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and yeah, that, that, that guy, I think that was Washington Irving. He was kind of trying to. You know, knock the Dutch a little bit. Although, you know, hey, they're responsible for Santa Claus if you think about it. And then, um, you know, we move into the uh, 19th century a little bit, and um, there was another book published in New York. Um, oh boy, 1821, uh, a, a New Year's present to the little ones from five to twelve, and it contained this story called "Old Santa Claus with Much Delight." Um, it's kind of an anonymous poem, uh, but this is the first time you see the reindeer uh, pulling a sleigh with Santa Claus bringing presents to children. Right. Um, that got adapted. That you know, it's almost like that became canon. Like you know, in the Star Wars universe, you have a lot of canon to deal with, and canon just means information out there, ways you could develop a story. Uh, there became this anonymous publication of a poem, um, A Visit from St. Nicholas. That that appeared um, in the Troy, New York Sentinel. Did, Say again? Did you know it was better known uh, today as the night before Christmas? I was actually going to go there, yeah. On the 23rd of December of 1823, that visit from St. Nicholas, which we know as a night before Christmas, was published. Now, there's discrepancy on who, who the actual author was. Right. Um, you know, they think Clement, uh, Clement, uh, Clement Clark Moore claimed authorship. Uh, some people say it was Henry Livingston Jr. who died years before that claim, so we don't know. But that's probably the closest to what we think of as Santa Claus today. You know, they're talking about St. Nick, you know, jolly old St. Nick, chubby, plump, right, jolly old elf with a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. It's also the first time that you see um, the reindeer and being named, although uh, I didn't know this, Donner and Blitzen were not Donner and Blitzen. Nope. That's pretty interesting. It was what was it, Dunder and Blixum? Dunder and Blixer, Blixer, yep. Yeah, that's 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 pretty crazy. But, but it was funny because they're talking about miniature sleigh, tiny reindeer. So they're still kind of indicating that he was still physically a small guy. He was still elf-like. Right. Uh, with the uh, Dunder and Blixen, uh, that also came uh, with uh, the Dutch part. It was Dutch words for thunder and lightning. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. Nice. How'd I miss that? Uh, not sure, but I am noticing the more I keep reading on notes here, we both apparently search the same freaking place because we're both going back and forth on the exact same thing. <laughs> probably, probably. Well, I, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't just quoting Santa Claus the movie. Oh, exactly. Exactly. So, so basically, I think we can agree that that is the origin of Santa Claus. Now, as the years pass, he's become a tall man, large man, still elves, still at the North Pole. But basically, everything else just kind of falls into line, am I right? Yes, pretty much. Uh, basically, like Chris Kringle, Santa, part, all that in the U.S., uh, a, magazine, a magazine article in 1853 described American Christmas customs to British readers refers to children hanging up their stockings on Christmas Eve for a fab, uh, fabulous uh, personage. I think I read that word correctly. Shit, I hate my handwriting. <laughs> but, oh, boy. Yeah. In Pennsylvania, is usually called a, a Chris Crinkle. But in New York, he is St. Nicholas. So, basically, the the author that wrote it quotes Moore, po- Moore's poem entirely saying that the descriptions apply to Chris Kringle as well. Nice, nice. Well, I tell you what, let's play some music, and then I got some fun facts for you. Oh, boy. Well, I started the last one, so after use. Oh, oh, shit. All right, this has absolutely nothing to do with Santa Claus, but you know what? I live in the Great White North. Although it's still kind of greenish and brownish right now. But this is what I think of every year because y'all don't deal with 40 degrees below zero. I do. Kenny Chesney, all I want for Christmas is a real good tan. Ooh, don't you think it's a pretty good plan? All I want for Christmas is a real good tan All I want for Christmas is a real good tan Take me to the islands, put my feet in the sand Rocking to and fro with the rhythm of the ocean Sing silent night with the palm trees a-blowing It's a pretty good plan All I want for Christmas Is a real good tan Well, if you're thinking about Getting me a present this year Let me put a bug in your cute little ear How about two tickets to a tropical show we don't have to wear these winter clothes anymore Instead of turkey, we'll have mahi-mahi grilling And pina coladas in the blender chilling All I want for Christmas is a real good tan Take me to the islands, put my feet in the sand Rocking to and fro with the rhythm of the ocean Sing a silent night with the Palm trees are blowing. Ooh, don't you think it's a pretty good plan? It's a real good plan. 
love that entire Kenny Chesity Christmas album. It's great. He's got some classics on there, but that's a great tune, an original song. Hey, uh, it's a good one. I still laugh every single time I tan for Christmas. I'm sorry. I live down south where it snows. It just is, is hard to believe or even comprehend a tan for Christmas. <laughs> hey, I am pasty, pale, white boy right now. It hasn't been warm enough to be out in the sun in the last month or so. Today's actually warmer than it's been in a while. It's 50 degrees today. It was hilarious. Oh, that's what it is down here. I actually had to go fill up uh, propane tanks and take trash off, and today's been the warmest day in the past month down south uh, in over a month. So, yeah. I know exactly nice. what you mean. Well, Give me a song. Alright, for my song, I'm going back to before a little before I was born. Actually, I think this came out the year I was born, 1987, I do believe. What is the gentleman's name that wrote it? Will who? Who what? Huh? For claymation. I'm not sure who did him. But it's Will somebody. I can't remember. I will figure it out shortly and uh, definitely get back on that. And are either before this episode is over or ne- the next one. I'm not sure. But uh, they done a uh, claymation Christmas special. When it- love it. What? Love it. Love it. Definitely uh, awesome little uh, Christmas special. California Raisins, 
I mean, mainly hosting it with two dinosaurs being goofy as shit, eating candy cane the whole damn time. It's it's just hilarious little little video. But this little song I've got from it that I laughed my ass off, and we mentioned it in the last episode, the bells, the retarded bell. The- oh yeah, the. <laughs> Are we allowed to say retarded? I don't know, but I'm going there. (laughs) (laughs) If if it's not politically correct, I'm sorry. But that little bell reminds me of me. Of course, I'm going to be a goofball in the middle of something just to make people laugh and be stupid. Oops, and then get hit in the head with a slingshot. So I'm going with uh, uh, basically, what was the concept of it? Uh, Hunchback. with live bells uh, doing a little song. Uh, what was the name of it exactly again, Nate? Why, why do I have to do your work for you? This is from a claymation Christmas special, the classic Carol of the Bells. A good evening. Tonight our concert is with the Paris Bell Harmonic, the house orchestra here at Notre Dame Cathedral. I have a hunch they'll give us a wonderful performance under the baton of Maestro Quasimodo. I, I, I do love that bell. He's like, Don't they remind you of somebody? Uh, reminds me of Bubba J is what it reminds me of. Well, I'm from down south, so uh, just just think a little harder. <laughs> I was trying to be polite. Now, did you know that that song actually has lyrics? No, sir, I did not. 
yes most of the time when you hear it it is an instrumental version but yeah that song actually has lyrics um you know what in fact screw it here you go carol of the bells Right, a little surprise addition for you. Can't wait till you go back and hear that. Yeah, you're you're going to be surprised because you do know that that song has lyrics, and when you hear it, you're going to say, "Oh, well, duh." Yeah, probably. Oh, now some little fun facts. Um, Coca-Cola was um, using the image of Santa Claus in the 1930s for their advertising. In fact, urban legends came about because they were saying that Coca-Cola invented Santa Claus because Santa wears red and white, you know, and 
those are the colors to cre uh, create the Coca-Cola brand, but that's not true. They are not the first soft drink company to use it. In fact, White Rock Beverages had already used a red and white Santa. Sell mineral water in 1959. Or, I'm sorry, 1915. So, yeah, you know, it's um, he's been around for a long time. Um, the cool thing is, is that Santa Claus, you know, the image... And, you know, it's kind of become reinforced with an association with, you know, with charity, you know, particularly by the, you know, the Salvation Army. 1937, Charles Howard, who played Santa Claus at Department Stores of Parades, established a Charles W. Howard Santa School, which is actually the oldest continuously run school in the world. That's right. You can go to Santa Claus School. So for all of you dreaming of being a clown, I'm going to go to clown college. You can go to Santa school. Which would you pick? Santa school. I know it. <laughs> I, I want to go to that one where you learn how to go. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, my God. You had to bring back that movie. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, now, Santa eventually moved off into pop culture. And this is the part where I get to like totally go away from my notes because I don't need them anymore. We move into Christmas specials. We move into uh, commercials. We move into books and the children's books. What What's your favorite pop culture image of Santa Claus? You're going to have to be a little bit more explanatory of that exactly. Go ahead and laugh your ass off. I don't care. I'm tethered, damn it. <laughs> pop culture means popular culture. Popular. I thought you meant like actual pop. Okay, okay, got it. Oh, lordy, no. Hey, I had to be bl I had to be a redneck a little bit, damn it. It, it would be right if I would. Uh, popular culture. Duh, duh, duh. My favorite image. Yeah, yeah. I would have to say da, 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 the normal regular one. I mean, that's what I've always been used to, the long beard, long white hair. Normal, regular costume. I mean, I know, I know there's many different versions and stuff, but I'm going to have to go with the original. Now, see, that's funny because I think my favorite, if I could find, God, if I could find uh, an ornament to depict this I would, I would i would scoop it up in a heartbeat my favorite image of santa is not fat he's skinny he's got the beard he's bald and he's got you know mrs claus eat santa eat oh my <laughs> lord rudolph the red-nosed reindeer yes Yes, how could how could you not think of Santa Claus with Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? And of course, by the end of the show, he's finally started eating, so he's fat and jolly, but he's still bald. And me being a bald man, I'm a little partial to that. I, I was fixing to say, if you just nod your beard white, dude, there you go. <laughs> well, not right now. It's, it's got another year's worth of growth, but I'm working on it. Bushy's coming back full force. Well, give, give Nevaeh about another three years. It'll be gray. Oh, I've already got gray in it. Let's not be full. Well, no, I mean fully. But you shit her turning into a teen, it's coming shortly. Oh, I bet, I bet. 
I can't wait. I can't wait because I can sit back and all the things you'll complain about. I can say, yep, been there, done that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think it's I think it's amazing the whole Santa Claus mythology. Um, you know, the folklore, where it came from, because we are obviously blending Judeo-Christian principles with pagan principles to create this lover of children that only wants to spread happiness and joy. Right. And I think, you know, you know, the the Christian right tries so hard to enforce the Jesus story on us, and the atheist left tries so hard to say there's none of the above. They don't even like fucking Santa Claus at Christmas at all. I, I think Santa Claus is the one thing that brings me the most joy. The most joy at Christmas time. That's what gets me excited. For example, I have a part-time job in the mall. You know, our local mall up here in northern New York. I was so happy as I'm working and I look out our storefront and I see our mall Santa walking by. I was so happy to see that it was kind of a portly old man with a real beard. I was excited by that. That lends to the magic. There's nothing worse than that asshole, you know, that really doesn't care. He's just trying to get paid wearing that white, you know, stick on wig and that, you know, hang over the ears beard. I think that's the worst thing in the world. Bad Santa. Oh, for real. But I have, I have an interesting question to pose to you. But we're going to get back into some more music. And, um, yeah, let's get back into some music. All right. Sounds great. Your turn. No, it's mine. No, oh, it's your yeah. turn. Yeah. I'm going back to Claymation. This song is a definite, definite long-time early song. But for this version, it being serious, then jazzy with camels singing... He's hilarious as shit. And if you're drunk or high, oh my god, it's hilarious as hell to watch. But I'm going with We Three Kings. Star of night, 
again Guides to that perfect light Glorious now behold him arise King and God and sacrifice I've got to tell you this story real quick before we get into my song. <laughs> because We Three Kings is one of my favorite hymns. Um, every, every Christmas, because I grew up in the church. Around, you, know, it's, it, you get close to Thanksgiving. I'm trying to get that. now. No, it's not Christmas time yet, Nathan. You know, which would just piss me off. But um, I, I, be, I belong to a youth group in this church. I, I, I'm a baptized Seventh-day Adventist, just so you know. I don't practice, but that's when I'm baptized. And uh, they have a group that's much like the Boy Scouts, only it's for both boys and girls, called Pathfinders. And the Pathfinder group, every Christmas, had to do a you know, Christmas song presentation to the church, which I hated. I hate it. I don't like... Which is funny because I'm doing a podcast, I do a radio show, and I'm on YouTube and all these things. Back then, I, I, I was shy, I was embarrassed, I don't want to be out there in front of people like this. Well, We Three Kings made the cut. And shortly after, I've seen this Christmas special. So has every other kid in the Pathfinder group. Uh-huh. So when it gets to the chorus, you know, Oh, oh, you know, and I would, I would elongate that second O, and they would start giggling, because where they're supposed to star of wonder, star of wonder, star of wonder, <laughs> <laughs> and I would do it every single practice that we had, and I would get in trouble every single practice, but here's where I finally got to stop doing this presentation because I didn't like being in front of people at the time. We finally get to the night, and I want to say that uh, uh, Christmas Eve fell on a Sabbath, which would have been a Saturday. Right. Because that's the Sabbath in, in the Seventh-day Adventist religion. We're doing our presentation, and it comes time to We Three Kings. And because I have done this so much, when it gets to the OOs, and I hit that high, oh, everybody just starts laughing hysterically. And me, being the dickhead that I am, immediately did this. Star of wonder. Sing it the way it's supposed to be done. By myself, like an asshole, while everyone else is laughing. Yeah, I never had to do that ever again. <laughs> I had my revenge, <laughs> and oddly enough, I only got in a little bit of trouble because I didn't break four. There you go. So not bad. All right. The song I'm going to play, it's uh, it's not necessarily a Christmas song, but it is about Christmas. This happened in World War One. 
this is actually documented, where German forces versus, I don't know if it was the U.S. or Britain. I think it's Britain. I think it was, too, now that you mention it. But there was a pause in the battle because it was Christmas, and two warring nations came together singing Silent Night. This is Bella Wood. Oh, the snowflakes fell in silence over Bellwood that night. For a Christmas truce had been declared by both sides of the fight. And as we lay there in our trenches, the silence broke into by a German soldier singing a song that we all Though I did not know the language, the song was silent night. Then I heard my buddy whisper, all is calm and all is bright. Then the fear and doubt surrounded me, cause I'd die if I was wrong. But I stood up in my trench and I began to see. Then across the frozen battlefield Another's voice joined in Until one by one Each man became a singer of the hymn Then I thought that I was dreaming For right there in my side Stood the journey soldier beneath the falling flakes of white and he raised his hand and smiled at me as if he seemed to say here's hoping we both live to see us find a better way then the devil's clock struck midnight and the skies lit up again and the battlefield where heaven stood was blown to hell again. But for just one fleeting moment, the answer seems so clear. Heaven's not beyond the clouds, it's just beyond the fear. No heaven's not beyond the clouds, it's for us to find here. Oh man, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. That song literally brings me to tears every time I hear it. It's just such an amazing song, such an amazing story. Yep. Thanks for that thoughtful and deep uh, uh, input. Uh, I'm getting ready to tear up thinking about it. Shut up. <laughs> I'm a bitch at Christmas. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I am too. I've dropped several tears off of that. Several tears off of that. So, Mountain Man, I have a question for you. Sure. Why is it, do you think, that as the years have progressed, that belief in Santa Claus deteriorates so fast? And before you answer, I've got to tell you this. Around fifth grade, you start hearing the stories. Right. And I remember going to my homeroom slash math teacher, Mr. Counts. I can still remember him. I was living in Patrick Henry Village, just outside of Heidelberg, New York. My dad was uh, assigned a CENTAG in uh, Heidelberg, New York. And I can't remember what CENTAG stands for anymore. C-E-N-T-A-G. Um, and I just remember starting to hear these rumors and how you're, you're stupid if you believe and I, uh, I went to my teacher, because that's someone you trust, you know, and said, you know, hey, Mr. Counts, do you think it's stupid to believe in Santa Claus? And this man held me, I, I swear to God, for another two years. His eyes got real wide. And he got very serious and says, no, I still believe in him. And for me, that's all it took. So for two more years, while all these kids were laughing and joking and talking smack, I was still believing. I held on to it probably longer than a lot of kids do. Right. But I, I believed in the magic. I mean, my sister ruined the Easter Bunny for me, and she's two years younger than me. This was actually before Santa Claus that she ruined the Easter Bunny. I would not let Santa Claus go. Right. Why do you think they're getting younger and younger and not believing in the magic anymore? personal opinion uh, everybody in my generation that were sorry ass dickheads don't want to contribute nor give that belief to pass it on to the next generation that's my personal opinion I, I'm in the same boat as you dude I was 12 13 years old before I finally looked at mom and said alright tell me the truth is Santa Claus real Still to this day, my mama looks at me and tells me Santa Claus is real for the main fact that her and daddy played Santa Claus. Until both... Oh, I get that completely. I still argue with Nevaeh. Right. You know, she knows, but I'll tell her. Right, and that's the way I'm going to be with DJ. Until the day I die, buddy, or until you have your own kids, Santa Claus is real, period, in the story. Because I'm going to be... Now, I get the honor and the privilege to honor what my father passed to me, to pass to my son, it being the Christmas spirit. Yes. <clears throat> am I going to do that? Yes, I am. Is my son going to go to school and come home and say, Daddy, everybody's saying Santa's not real. I am not going to go with the way this world is trying to say that he's not anymore and telling children when they're so young that he's not real when he is because all that does is make it it makes it where you're during the Christmas season, especially as a youngin, you you don't have as much fun with it. You don't get to get to have a, a Christmas spirit like everybody else at hundred percent believes it. So in doing so with that, period in the story and the discussion 
I'm going to pass it on to my youngin. But what I, my personal opinion, nobody wants to see the Christmas spirit anymore because of how this world has changed. All these people wanting everything to be done a certain way. Nobody. It's either that they don't have the Christmas spirit no more because everybody's so literal, or they just don't want to believe it anymore. And why, I do not know. Now, you just said something there that struck me, because while you're talking, I'm listening. But you said, because everybody is so literal. And I, I want the listener to know, he didn't say liberal. He said literal. Yes. Because liberals and conservatives of light grow up fucking loving Santa Claus. But you said literal. Everything has got to be so point of fact, so matter of fact. Yes. This is a time of year that I love so much because this is a time when the magic happens. And I, I love that you go to continue that tradition. I will always make Nevaeh go to bed before I do. And I will always have gifts under that tree for her from Santa. Now, I've always had a rule. The majority from me, two or three from Santa. You know, uh, a lot of, you know, you know, some families do everything's from Santa Claus. But, you know, that makes a kid next door who doesn't have any money feel bad. Right. So I've, I've always made sure that it's just, you know, two or three gifts come from Santa Claus because he showed up to give you those. Everything else comes from your family. Right. I, I That's really profound that you said that because, yes, everybody does take everything so literal these days. You know, if you, if you say anything, it's automatically analyzed and interpreted, and you just can't you just can't have fun. You can't enjoy the magic anymore, and I think that's really sad because Santa Claus, you know, and and, and like I said, get away from the religious aspect of it. You know, and I don't have a problem with the religious aspect of it, but Santa Claus bringing joy to children across the world. Is that really a bad thing? No, it is not in any way, shape, or form. Just like you stated a while back, lie, lie, lie your ass off to keep that Christmas spirit going. The main reason why is for that child to be that happy, that tickled to death, and to actually believe and want to pass it on for their children later on. I'm so glad right now, and I'm sure you can attest to this as well, the generation I live in, and me being raised the way I was, I feel so damn sorry for them when they get older. I even feel sorry for myself to a point, because I'm involved in it, and I'm going to have to deal with it as I get older. But when my son gets my age or older, I'm going to feel ten times sorrier for him, because so many people are wanting to change all this stuff so much. To where you don't believe in absolutely nothing. No traditions are going to be there. No nothing anymore. So, I mean, that that's the one thing that I don't want to happen to my little boy and him as a young. And I want him to be able to believe, have that Christmas magic and make it a holiday as much as me and you like it. I want him to be able to do his best to pass it on to his children. Absolutely, absolutely. Because... The magic of Christmas is such an amazing thing. You know, it, it, it really is. You, 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 you go to bed as a little kid with this thought of this man that works all year long. And as long as you're good and try your best to be the best person you can be, little person, child, kid, however you want to point, you know, put it so that you know 
people don't get upset. But as long as you're doing the absolute best you can do and not being a bad person, you get rewarded at the end of the year. He's going to make that special trip to your house. And at the same time, if you are being bad, he's still going to make that special trip. Yep. To show you that you've been bad. It's such a it, it, it's such a great story. And I wonder, because um, you talk about the, you know, how people are so literal these days. Is it, and it's funny because uh, Charles Schultz touched on this, what was it, the 60s when a Charlie Brown yep. Christmas came out? Yep. The, the, the commercialism of Christmas, is it getting worse? From 1960-whatever when a Charlie Brown Christmas came out till 2017, is it getting worse where it's all about what you can get and not what the spirit of Christmas is about? With 80, I would say with probably 60% of people, yes. That's, that's very disheartening. It, and, and of course, we're not talking about the people that don't celebrate. No. Oh, no. You, you know, so we can we can take them out of the mix. But just, just in general, because we know there's Christmas shopping and we know there's holiday shopping. You know, we understand that Hanukkah, they have those eight nights of gift giving and present passing and such. It's a little bit different. Yep. You know, Christmas is one night. Um you have those other made-up holidays that I won't recognize because they're made up. They're made up. One of them came out in the 1960s, you know, and it's it's garbage, and I won't recognize it. I'm sorry. That's my right as an American. You know, Christmas has been around for hundreds of years. You can't make one up in the 60s and say it's been around forever. You're lying. It's a story. But um, Hanukkah, I remember my mom putting out a menorah, and we're not Jewish. But she lit the candle for the eight days of Hanukkah. Every night she would light them up. But she was she was the decorating queen. Didn't matter what the holiday was. But it's scary because I don't remember shopping being so crazy. I mean, it was crazy. But the way it is now, and, I, and I've noticed over the last 10 or 15 years, it's insane. I do not go out on Black Friday. Nope. Now, this year we went to the mall right at, like right after I got out of the woods for like Johnson City Mall to go get DJ a Build-A-Bear for one of his Christmas presents uh, with his original onesie that he got from his uh, grandmother who passed away nice. this year. So we got we wanted to get that for him and it was it was right before Black Friday. The deals had already started. But, yeah, they started like 6 o'clock Thanksgiving night. Right. So, I mean, it wasn't as bad as we thought it was totally going to be, but on the way home of people rushing from like 10 o'clock on to start getting there to get the, the deals that don't come on till at a later time, it's just ridiculous. Me and Jessica one time, one time went Black Friday shopping. And it was just me and her. The the time before that, we went with her mom and her grandmother and all them. But this one time, me and her went by herself. And I literally about got in a fight with somebody in the parking lot, leaving. Because we walked out, and one of the presents we had was not in a bag. It was just sitting there in the car. This dude comes running up behind Jessica, reaches in the car, and grabs the box and tries to run off with. Shut up. Seriously. 
I literally, she screams uh, for me. I turn around, trip him. He falls flat on his face, throws the prison up. It's hilarious. Jessica catches it. I grab him by the back of his hair, explain to him if he ever tries to steal something of my wife's again, I'd kill him, and just left him and walked on. From that point, seeing people being so selfish, <laughs> especially for the Christmas season, I I just can't do it. I cannot go in front of that many people and them being that heartless. It's ridiculous. This, it, it absolutely is. These these I don't, I understand the parent wants to give the best they can for their child, but it's a present to a point. A lot of kids, ninety percent of them at a young age, are happy with what they can get. If you can't yes. get them that certain present, get them the next best thing. But don't sit there and become a heartless person that you're going to try to freaking steal and go to jail for being an ignorant moron. Well, I think the worst part is these days, all these big, you know, electronics. And I think that's what's led to the downfall of society in this country. Because it's funny, I see, I see videos... You know, Black Friday shopping in the UK, Black Friday shopping in Canada, and everybody's walking through the dorm, calm, cool, and collected. Black Friday shopping in America, and people are getting trampled. Yeah. You know, fighting over this, you know, 44-inch TV because it's been, you know, ridiculously reduced. I think technology is is to blame. You know, and um, and that just goes back to harken back to a to a simpler time, which could be why i'm such a fan of santa claus you know i share on my facebook page every year that i believe in santa claus and i'm gonna say it right now i believe in santa claus and i believe in santa claus because i believe in the spirit of christmas and i think that nothing represents the spirit of christmas of love selflessness and giving more than that fat jolly old elf Santa Claus right so you couldn't say it any better well in that case I'm a mess with you okay because let's play some music wait what <laughs> oh wow Speaking of Santa Claus Bruce Springsteen <laughs> Santa Claus is coming to town. It's all cold down along the beach. The wind's whipping down the boardwalk. <laughs> hey, man! You guys know what time it is? all been good and practicing real hard yeah clients you've been you've been rehearsing real hard now so santa bring you a new saxophone right everybody out there been good for what oh that's not many not many you guys in trouble out here <laughs> and you better watch out you better not try you better not foul i'm telling you why
Yeah, one of my favorite recorded versions of that song. Got anything, Mountain Man? Uh, scrabbling in my brain, trying to remember the name of it, not make an idiot myself. Shit! Anyway. That's okay. I gotcha. Burl Eyes. Holly. the best time of the year I don't know if there'll be snow but have a cup of cheer have a holly jolly Christmas and when you walk down the street say hello to friends you know and everyone you meet ho ho the mistletoe hung where you can see Somebody waits for you Kiss her once for me Have a holly jolly Christmas And in case you didn't hear Oh, by golly, have a holly jolly Christmas this year Have a holly jolly Christmas It's the best had like six seven minutes to think this over all right fucker damn it uh twisted sister white christmas
has its moments, but wow. Hey, I, I had to throw it out there to, to mix it up a little. <laughs> That's funny. Twisted Sister, White Christmas. Bing Crosby is rolling over in his grave, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, All right, you got another one? I got, do I got another one? Sure. Uh, bon Jovi. Uh, what freak? It just left my damn head. Must not be a good one. Ah, shit. I wish every day was like Christmas. Thank you.
what the hell would you guys do without me here? Hey, that's why you're the MC. You remember all this stuff ten times better. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think it's time to pay the bills. Why not? Bushy, I'm going backwards. Got anything to promote? No, I was trying to pay the bills. What are you doing to me? <laughs> I'm over here writing down fucking Bon Jovi music. <laughs> Yes, I have something to promote. Coming December 17th, 2017. That's right, just a few weeks on Fox. I'm a little nervous about this because we just spoke last week about my favorite Christmas movies of all time. They are recreating the Broadway play version of my favorite movie of all time. They're going to do it live. We've had Grease live. I was surprisingly impressed. Uh, and there were a couple more that I can't remember because I didn't watch them. But A Christmas Story Live, December 17th, on Fox. I'm nervously apprehensive because this is my favorite movie. And I don't want to mess them up or want them to mess it up. But I hope they hit all the points that's what I hope hit every major scene in that film and I will be okay watch it with me in fear <laughs> wow what you got to promote about man well I'm actually going to promote something and you actually are going to be impressed I do believe I'm going back to one of the my favorite books to read and or be read. <laughs> he said book. Yeah. <laughs> no, go go ahead. <laughs> That's a good one, right? I know. But uh, I cannot remember. C-Spot Run. What? C-Spot Run. No, he's that retarded. God. <laughs> but the original book... Uh, uh, Twas the Night Before Christmas. If anybody ever decides to get a Christmas book to read to their children, to get them in the Christmas spirit that look at this like me and Bushy do, that is one of the best books, in my opinion, to read every year as they're a child, as a youngin, to start as a tradition. Hell, they even make recordings of it that you can just sit back and just let it play through and sit there with your children. Either way, I'm, really? I'm going to promote the... Really? Yes. I'm go- really? Shut up. Really? Hey. What? Guess what? What? For your listening pleasure, it was the night before Christmas. It was the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring not even a mouse. The stockings all hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all safe in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled down for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. 
the moon on the breast of the new fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below. When what to my wondering eye should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles his courses they came as he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer, now Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop, the courses they flew, with a sleigh full of toys, and St. Nicholas too. And then, in a twinkling, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard of his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of his pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke had encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a round little belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk. And laying a finger alongside his nose and giving a nod up the chimney, he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim as he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. But still go get that book. Yes. I'll finish. Finish about, man. But as I was saying, definitely get the book. Uh, use it as a, a just landmark to try to uh, spread the Christmas spirit to your kids. And just think of all the kids this season for Christmas, the ones that ain't going to be able to have anything. Remember uh, Toys for Tots if you want to donate to that. But my but my biggest promotion is definitely with your own children, definitely, definitely look to get that book. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing wrong with a Christmas tradition. And I read that uh, to, to, to my daughter every year. Um, not really a book. It's called a really long poem, but it's all good. It's in a book, so shut up. <laughs> that was just with the big print. Yes, the big print. <laughs> oh, man. Well, can I, can I pay the bills now? Pay the bills. Hey, bangers, Big Bushy here. What are you doing every Saturday and Sunday morning, 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time? I'll tell you what you should be doing. You should be tuning in to DJ Sato and his 
night shift. That's right, all genres of metal, all requests honored, only on ThatMetalStation.com. But remember, whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! I wanna rock! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! You gotta fight! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We've got Bush. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. That's right, bangers. Cold beer, hot women, loud music, and copious amounts of hairspray and spandex. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, the Big Bushy Power Hour is the biggest party on that metal station.com. Hi, this is Mark Olden Taylor from the Freeform Rock Podcast where we rock and roll all night and party every day. Come check us out on iTunes and Podbean. Thank you very much. All right, outstanding. This has been a lot of fun. I hope we've uh, enlightened you on the history, the mythology, the folklore of my favorite character of all time, Santa Claus, Mountain Man. Oh, any final thoughts? Same as always, even for this holiday season. Stay sick, take care of one another, skitter pal, meow, meow, mountain man out. Outstanding, outstanding. This being a Santa Claus episode, and I don't want to get any coal or switches in my stockings. Hey, people, buy vinyl. We'll see you next week. Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it too. Seems like we've just begun when when suddenly suddenly we're we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go. But hey, I say, well that's okay. Cause we'll see you very soon, I know. Very soon I know. What the fuck is this shit? This is how we say goodbye on the plug. See you next week.